This week's episode is brought to you in part by FNX Fit, a fitness supplements brand that can get you hooked up with all of your pre, post, during workout needs as well as other nutritional supplements. Use checkout code CARLPOOLING at fnxfit.com to get 15% off your order. tell you something i learned last night okay hit me with it so i'm in bed right Mm -hmm. doing my usual thing which is is sleeping well no never that i rotate between activities i watch something meaningless on my phone then i annoy and Haley like enough to wake her up but not enough to for her to remember that i've woken her up and then sweet researching some bizarre topic online so i've been trying to i've been working on sleeping better yeah and weird uh, so i researched a bunch of buddhism (laughs) because they're all about emptying your mind and i'll tell you where the idea came from i was reading the great good thing by andrew clavin and he was talking about how hard it was to actually empty your mind i was like i don't know that i've ever actually ever tried that so i'm like i i tried shutting off my internal monologue and yeah. I did I did it. I was like, "Oh, sick. I got it." And then I realized that I have I have multiple other voices that then started congratulating me on what a good job I did at shutting down the one voice. And I was like, "Son of a gun. Maybe this is why I never sleep." So yeah. anyway, uh, my big revelation though was that I am a terrible Buddhist. That <laughs> or Buddhism is terrible. Either it could be either one. Either it doesn't work or I don't work. So, so. this is interesting because I think we've had a similar experience. Except when I read that in Andrew Clavin's book, he's he makes a comment that he's actually like really good at emptying his mind. That it kind of came natural to him or whatever. Sure. And and I read that I was like, oh yeah, me too. Because like nope. I I literally have a switch where I can just be a vegetable. Yeah, exactly. And I can just literally turn everything off, and I don't know what that is or whatever, but I can just... That's so cool. Yeah, it's I nice, actually. I was autistic like you and Elon Musk. Yeah, um, exactly. Me and Elon. Let's talk about that real quick, Hunter. Because yeah, did sure. You see Good this, transition. Did you see this Project Veritas video? By the way, the only real journalist that exists. Thank you, James I, O'Keefe. I don't know. There's a couple of them, and like they're like twitter executive and i'm like that guy's not a twitter executive i don't no, know i just there was yeah. there's a executive account manager yeah yeah and then there was a just a software engineer basically but yeah. the 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 executive account account manager <laughs> at the end he shows the project veritas journalist after after telling people that twitter's super biased that they're a communist company that they're not for profit all these things that like Mm, you probably don't want to go on record for in front of your investors. Yeah. He he then goes, he shows this email to the Veritas journalist that's like, yeah, so this is what they, this is the email that we just got sent out. We're like not supposed to be talking to people because like Project Veritas is targeting Twitter users. And he's no. like, and the guys, the guys hands him an email to read it. And he's got the hidden camera going. He goes, 
Project Veritas. What's that's, that? That's <laughs> amazing. Absolutely golden. And then wow. the guy's like, yeah, they're like taking people out on dates and getting them to talk about their job. Kind of like we are right now. He's like, you're lucky I met you organically because otherwise I would not trust you at all. <laughs> and it's all wow. journalist. It is hilarious. You've got to watch it. Make Holy sure you see that crap, one. dude. It's so funny. And and what's the Twitter email is super interesting because they're they're basically talking about how they can't discuss internal policies about right. bias, which is like it's a pretty good it's a pretty good get and it's also just hilarious. So Yeah. Yeah, make sure yeah, make sure to check like, them out. It seems like there's a lot going on there with all that with the purchase and the fake accounts and then also just the fact that Immediately when this deal was actually going to happen, Twitter seemed to change all of a sudden. Oh yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, so it's really weird times, but it's it, Twitter. There's there's something afoot, and I you know obviously these social media companies don't have big revenue and don't have generating profits. A lot of them at all. Yeah, a lot of them are trading on the idea that they will at some point be monetized by some right. way. Right, but. It is really funny to see a senior account manager saying things like, yeah, we're not supposed to make profit. That's crazy. And the fact that you can say that and then file with the Securities Exchange Commission, woof, that's tough. And and on top of that, the the concept that you it's it's your ideology that prevents you from wanting to be profitable. Yeah. It's interesting. Of course, this is just one account manager, but go listen to it. It's crazy. Yeah, um, it's going to be interesting too if the twenty percent does actually like bear out as you know fake accounts. If that's a real thing, then it's like at worst you lied to the uh, SEC. Yeah. Scourges at best, you're incompetent. Right. Yeah. Like you, and yeah. so it's like both both mean that Twitter is gone. Right. As far as like the financial investment that's. Or its value on the stock exchange, you know. So. Absolutely. This would not be, perhaps, this is not financial advice, but this would not necessarily be the worst time to speculate on a short squeeze on Twitter. It's <laughs> a good point. That's a um, good point. It, it, you know, could not be. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, cool. Hey, we've got a disaster of a show today. We've had a disaster of a weekend. There's been, um, there's been some violence that happened all across the country. One story has risen to the top of the headlines, of course, of course, and it should raise to the top of the headlines, in my opinion. However, as per our usual arrangement, there is truth out there, and the media look it in the face and see only themselves in the mirror. So we're going to be talking about that today, but a little quid pro quo, if you will, before we get to the meat of our discussion today, Hunter walk down thy vaunted steps from the mount of of decaying carcasses and deliver unto us our daily roadkill. From Peter Ducey to Jean-Pierre, the White House new, what do they call it, chief liar? I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Head truth destroyer. Ducey, the disinformation board is being shut down because of disinformation. Is that what's happening here? Jean-Pierre, <laughs> the board was put forth for a purpose. It's going to pause. There's been a mischaracterization from outside forces. 
<laughs> Kaboom! A mischaracterization from outside forces. Yeah, so some I don't know about you, Christopher, but I like to call that uh, disinformation of the highest order. That so. is so funny that the board for disinformation gets shut down by quote disinformation. Uh, let's talk about it for just a second. I, I can't remember yeah. the name of the individual who was Nina Jankowitz. Nina Jankowitz. That's right. She is a certified crazy person yeah. and basically called things misinformation that very obviously at the time were not misinformation and then later became completely verified and she has has called for people to be silenced on on stories that that are proven true right now she's stepped down regardless if the board goes forward which it, of course it is currently paused um she stepped down and and now they're they're effectively and this is what's so sick about it this is the ministry of truth aspect to it which i think for once in in my lifetime the republican party did a absolutely fantastic job at marketing their point of view in an a effective way that did not argue too much um you know similar to how the left takes abortion and makes it pro-choice and it's like well yeah choice is a lot better than pro forceps and suction cups right mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and then they get even the opposite side to start using that language they're masters at it and we were talking about this a couple episodes or or maybe a year ago about black lives matter like how that slogan is such an effective marketing tool because yeah who can who can say against it calling the disinformation board the ministry of truth is exactly right and it doesn't argue too much you know what yep. i'm saying it yep. is it was a really really tactical job and also they they are pausing and in that statement the press secretary is trying to say that the legitimate concerns of other people are disinformation yes. which is a crazy evil like you proved the other side's point perfectly you could not have done it more succinctly yes it, it obviously you're trying to shut down opposition with this ignorant label it yes. really is just a tasty morsel where everybody is playing poker with their cards face up i really it's a great story yeah glenn greenwald uh makes a just a deep true and rational uh observation here one christopher i think that's going to be very close to your heart just because of well, well how much it means to you um the homeland security disinformation board died at the exactly the same tragically young age as cnn plus 22 <laughs> days <laughs> man well i think i think those events are one and the same. Yeah. I mean, CNN's job is to go around lying, and the disinformation board obviously was to go around lying. The federal government's any any type of messaging they put out is simply directions for CNN, so that their <laughs> their news anchors can follow the paint by number to get the picture right. Yeah. Uh, how amazing. The shutting down of CNN Plus is one of my greatest pleasures. Oh, yes, absolutely. What's yeah. the, what's the uh, dork's name who <laughs> went and took that job, left Fox to take that job? Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace. It, just what a 
unbelievable swan dive into an empty pool he has performed. Mm, it's beautiful. It's, that's a beautiful thing. Are you going to start watching Jen Saki's so on MSNBC? Just, I, just because you know you're going to miss her a little bit? You know, I there was a picture on Twitter, Hunter, and it was Peter Ducey and Jen Psaki with their arms nice. around each other. I was like, that's nice. That's yeah. really nice. Mortal Envies can hug. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't I think Jen Psaki is a absolutely bold faced ginger ghost liar. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I think I think she would not be nearly as effective at doing her job if she has a soul. I'll say yeah. this though. She's good. She's not bad. She's, yeah. She yeah, yeah, she's yeah. In in my opinion, she's everything Kaylee McEnany was for the right. I agree with for this, the left, yeah. except for I do think that Kaylee McEnany had less to lie about. I'm not saying that she always told the truth the way I would have done it. I am saying that I I think that there are far less untruths on the GOP side of the aisle than the Democrat side of the aisle right now. Yeah, um, I'm not the really making a judgment the call. Two, the difference between the two is that she was a firebrand, and uh, Jen uh, made cookie made her mom's cookies for the newsroom. So it kind of just you know it's yeah. just kind of a little different, right the, there. Yeah, well, so. the, it, it's a, they had to be different a little bit because you know in lieu of of firefights every day and dodging bullets from journalists every moment that she was on stage right uh, jen pisaki was was the head of a long a long massage train every mm. time she took the stage generally and that's that's the only reason that we know peter Ducey's name is because he was the only one uh, asking her any any relevant or tough questions mm. though i do miss her already because this new this new uh lady that they have running it I don't know if it's like first at bat jitters, but wow, yeah. what a train wreck that was! Yeah. Did you listen to it? I mean, compar- it? comparatively, it's it's not good. Yeah, yeah, it, and she has the same disdainful air that that Saki had, although it doesn't work when you present as a vacuous moron. So she's not co- she's not as articulate at she's, this point. She's not coherent, and she just read. She just read. It's like someone asked question A, and she read a random statement from her paper. Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, it's it was great. it's it's going to be interesting to see if she lives. So we'll see. <laughs> At least she won't speaking. have to dress up as the Easter Bunny. As a, I can't even remember that poor <laughs> that poor fool's name. So. <laughs> Man, yeah. good times at the at the Biden White House. It's it's a carnival. Yeah. Um, I, I will let's t- let's say one serious thing about that before we move on. The idea that you can go from being the press secretary at the White House immediately into an anchor spot at a major news organization is not good. It's cur- it's if not legally corrupt, morally bankrupt. That is something with which we should not put up. I I, I think it is there is too great an opportunity for conflict of interest. And it's real simple to think through. If your job is to be protecting the messaging of the White House, then you you should not be making inroads and trying to make nice with a news agency whose purpose should be 
to challenge that messaging and tell the truth. Right. So it shows a deep rot that exists in the the political Democrat media power structure. Uh, yeah. And it is it is greatly disturbing. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, so as far as as far as our show topic for this week, let's just say this real quick. We're going to talk about Roe uh, and and what I hope is the exact text of the final draft that comes down from the Supreme Court. I hope they don't change a comma from that draft that got leaked. Um, we're going to talk about that in more detail. Here's the quick rundown. I sent them some copy edit notes. I just want that to be known. Oh, you did? Yeah. What what kind of stuff did you want to add to it, Hunter? What one time he put like he had like A, but it needed to be an. Okay, gotcha. So just <laughs> copy editing, just poking Supreme Court justices in the eye. Yeah, that's all. That's all I was doing. Bold choices. I, I like. Look, hopefully you never have a case that that gets you know. Um, Scalia versus appeal. Hunter. That's gonna be that's gonna be great. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Here's my here's my prediction. Totally evidence free prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, this came from Sotomayor's camp. The leak came from Sotomayor's camp. Uh, I'm I could be absolutely could be wrong on that, but if I'm right, I am going to brag about it so much. <laughs> and then uh, anybody that riots in front of someone's private residence, uh, you are a a elevated ascendant dickhead. How about that? So, anything to add there before we have our full episode on her? No. That's that's all good. I think I'm looking forward to having that conversation, but I think at this point it's best to have it once the decision is out. We'll have all the context then. Yeah, have all the context. Um, okay. Buffalo, New York. Horrifying shooting. Yeah. Let's start out with the the obvious, the people that matter most in this situation the people who our gaze should linger on primarily are the victims Mm. and the victims families Mm -hmm. the whole world likes to take moments like this and and immediately go to the political immediately go to how can i use this as a lever to pry power away from those that i disagree with uh, over into my camp and in that we often lose our humanity so at the base level in a country that we would all desire to live in this is a moment for us to come together and say what we all know to be true which is that this is a a dark scary world it's a dark scary place things happen that should never happen and no one uh who is not violent deserves to have violence visited on them and it doesn't matter where it comes from where it originates this is a a horrific tragedy and our hearts go out and our prayers go out to the victims and their families who survived them and and those affected by it the the children with parents that aren't coming home vice versa uh remember them because the world that we would prefer to live in is a world where we 
understand that evil exists and we we war against it with our love and our faith and don't immediately go to bash people over the head with it so as Mm -hmm. our usual arrangement let's start there let's keep them in mind and then necessarily unfortunately let's afterwards fight the the dishonesty that is surrounding this situation that is trying to usurp it for political means. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's a dart, you know, I, I can't remember. I think this was Chongza. It could be Confucius. So you have to forgive me, but he says, you know, one of the greatest evils that you could, you could permit is that as a son to die before your parents. And it's like, wow, you know, it's a really, really uh, deep that, thing. That was King Theoden. I think you'll find. Oh, um, okay. In the I'm two sure. towers. I'm yeah, sure. Uh, I'm sure it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> King, it was just King Theoden. Yeah, it um, could have been. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I'll shut up. <laughs> 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 and, uh, yeah. Um, but my point being is, I think what he was capturing there is not that necessarily that, it's not victim blaming, right? What he's saying is, it's so, so painful, right, to lose children, that the best, one of the best things you could do as a child is make sure that never happens. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who was shot during this. It was somebody's child, you know? It was somebody's kids or something like that, I'm sure, at some level, right? And goodness, how wicked and horrible... You know, do you have to be to want to take that away from somebody and cause that pain? You absolutely. Know? Um, so, yeah, it's just hearts are absolutely breaking for the people up there. Um, man, it just seems, you know, you just you you hope and pray sometimes similar to what's happening in Ukraine that we as a civilized society are past some of this. And then you always uh, turn around and you find examples of nope. We're still the same people we always were, and I shouldn't have been so uh, naive. Yeah, so. yeah, and and the other response that that we as observers have necessarily uh, need to have afterwards is to remember how blessed we are. Uh, yes, that's as fair. much as much as you can soapbox about this issue, and don't worry, we're about to soapbox about parts of this issue. As much as you can, that all rings incredibly vapid if you don't remember that this didn't happen to you. Mm. There are mm-hmm. people that it happened to, but but just because you like to spout off on Twitter uh, and maybe the victims are the same color as you or they're from a similar place as you, that does not mean that this tragedy happened to you. Correct. And in a world where evil is the rule and not the exception, you are, are every day is a gift and everybody in the whole world right now should be grateful that they have what they've been given and that they've got another day above ground to to pursue their purpose and to to pursue what is meaningful and and worship uh their gods and enjoy enjoy the gifts uh that we've been given despite how how cruel the world can be yeah so Unless they're hobbits or gnomes and they like to live below ground. That's, well, that's, yes. that's a different totally thing different entirely. connotation. Dwarves, there's some dwarves, I, I believe. I think dwarves are, are the amphibians of the mountain realm. They can live within it or without it. Sure. But I, I, then again, I don't know. 
Who lives Scrap in Scrap it, Hunter. Let's just talk about Tolkien for, <laughs> yeah. for six hours. Yeah. Okay. Ilavater. What does that even mean? Only one person knows. Let's continue. You, I assume. Yes. You, me, probably. I think you're the only person with a BMI under 20 that knows. Thank you, Christopher. You're welcome. My BMI is 28. <laughs> it cannot be 28. Yeah, it is. It's 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 shocking. But yeah, you're gonna die of heart disease. I'm quite dense. <laughs> you are incredibly <laughs> dense. In fact, yeah. I thought you've lost weight, but you might have just compacted yourself. Yeah, I, I I did lose weight, and it's like even then I needed to lose more apparently for going by BMI. But whatever. are you wearing a binder currently, Hunter? No. Oh, okay. I'm wearing an undershirt. Which is like the old school binder. You know? Nope, it is not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Negative. I think you are you're looking for corset, although that did much the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was similarly tight, but it it completely changed the boob positioning in a way to make them more apparent. Which Yeah. It's isn't that strange. Isn't that strange? Isn't that Why would strange? anyone want to do that? Well, no, I'm just saying that there's two such similar similar types of clothing made for the exactly opposite ah, purposes. Sure, what sure. A, what a beautiful, strange world we live in, Hunter. Yeah. Um, all right. So with, with that out of the way, let's talk briefly about this individual who perpetrated the shooting. As any respectable punditry does, we will not say his name. And... Uh, but we will discuss what a a colossal cock he is. And I like the alliteration. Thank you. I was going. For, I was going for that. Hmm. Uh, there's always this ignorant thing that happens when you're right wing, and a a racist killing occurs because the left and the media have done such a good job at trying to trying to redefine racialized, anti-Semitic, anti-black uh, violence as a right-wing phenomenon, so much so that people legitimately believe that the National Socialist Party in Germany was a right-wing affair. Uh, it's just totally goofy. I don't see this person as right-wing at all. By the way, he doesn't see himself as right-wing at all. Right. But I will say this. We... The, this message that he promotes, we completely disavow it. Mm. Although I'm not supposed to have hate in my heart, I do. I wish I had been there to shoot the hmm. myself. And it's unfortunate that uh, that he lived. I, I hope, I hope, I hope he dies miserably. This person has nothing to do with political discourse. He has nothing to do with rational human thought he is a, a madman and anybody who says otherwise or attributes his actions to any political leanings inside the overton window window is a swindler of the highest order mm. it is simply inaccurate so let's let's mention that as well we're going to discuss some things that he's written some things from his manifesto primarily because other people are saying that they have analyzed the document and completely misrepresenting it and mischaracterizing it. Mm. So let that let that guide you throughout the discussion. Now, Hunter, have you engaged with the manifesto or just engaged with people who've engaged with it? 
that I haven't taken the opportunity to read it myself. Um, you know, it's kind of, I don't know how to say it, like not something I'm super keen on reading. Um, you know, I, I definitely can, I definitely can tell the difference between the people that have and the people that haven't, so to speak. Um, and I'm familiar with the ideas that the individual is discussing, and I feel like that's good enough at this point, just yeah. because anyone who writes a 180-page screed um, needs to learn how to edit, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> Hunter's main gripe <laughs> with him is his lack of editing skills. Yep. You've got to play to what you know, Hunter. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, my God, dude, are you for real? Like, no one's going to read this. Yeah. So. Anywho, don't I hate a wordy suicide note? It's just yeah. so frustrating. It's like get to the <laughs> point. You're starting to smell. Well, you know, you know when someone writes, like, think. Here's the deal. Like, I I do some writing, right? Um, you know, it takes me if I'm in a really good pace, right? I can write three thousand words in an hour, right? That's like really, really cooking, right? Sure. Um, and somebody who tries to do that. That's a page, right? So at minimum, this would have taken me, like somebody who tries to write and do it regularly, 180 hours to crank this bad boy out. This this is nonsense. You know what I mean? This is this is a suicide note that took that long to write at minimum. You know, it's it's obviously he's so possessed, he's so possessed by these ideas he went out and murdered people. Right. But he's so possessed by these ideas. There's no way what he's really going to have to say is worth you, He's put so much effort into it that it's obviously manic and insane. Does yeah. that make sense? It's so. absolutely manic. So it, it, I've read I've read the first third plus of the manifesto before I understood. And then I skimmed the rest of it. There was no new information being presented effectively, just the same information packaged in different forms. So I sure I didn't bother going through the rest of it. I it is a manic is a great way to describe it. It's not illegible, it's not intractable, it's mm-hmm. disorganized. Um Yeah. There's parts of it that you're like, wow, a bullet list and a numbered list and he's got section headings and that kind of stuff. But it it doesn't flow. It doesn't follow. Yeah. And it uh, there's pages and pages and pages just full of the most undeniably irreparably irrefutably racist memes and and pictures. It is it it's just so full of ignorance and so full of hate it is it is a very depressing read and we're going to talk about what he believes and why that motivated him to violence and what he says about his uh political identity in that because he wants to be a political actor he does he just doesn't want to be the political actor that the media wants him to be unfortunately mm-hmm. for them and their narrative so we're going to talk about his beliefs we're going to talk about why that caused him to act and a little bit about that that political identity there and then we need to talk about two major takeaways that the media is lambasting you with over the past few days and why they are clearly at odds with the motivations that this individual tells us that he wrote 
So let's let's get started. The primary galvanizing factor in this individual's in this individual's ideological life, not just in this shooting, is something called the Great Replacement Theory. Now, the Great Replacement Theory has been bent over a barrel in the past 72 hours so that now it's so contorted that it doesn't mean what it actually means anymore. There is this idea that the Great Replacement Theory is simply immigration, legal and otherwise, is changing the demographic makeup of the United States uh, or of any you know, European predominantly white country and therefore it is changing the voting behaviors and eventually going to change the culture. Uh, a common democratic, uh, a common democratic talking point. Yeah. They've been bragging about this for years. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what you guys said you were doing. I mean, oh, I can't remember the, the, jack and apes name on msnbc who has said stuff like democrat or or dem, mm. just demographics said, yeah demographics is destiny, is destiny like 150 yeah. times in a row what a yeah. moron what a, yeah also what a disgusting thing to say what, Correct. what it's what, basically racism it, it is just racism it is just mm-hmm. racism to say demographics mm-hmm. is destiny but when they think it's in their favor favor the media can't can't wipe the grin off their face when they say openly racist stuff when Correct. it cuts against them of course it is the greatest sin anyone could commit let me tell you what the actual great replacement theory is the great replacement theory is a old historied anti-semitic trope it is a member of the kabbalah family of anti-semitic conspiracy theories it states that global elite Jews who are are non-human, they are evil genetic deformities that have melded with humanity effectively. And, and the individual even includes this portion in his manifesto. He, yep. he goes through the different types, the different phenotypic, it's total conjecture, the different phenotypic bastardizations of human and jewish devil dna uh including things like the goblin and the orc and the troll and the rat and the the demon all these different bizarre and they they use words like phenotype so they think that they want you to think that they know like one thing about about um genetics they they have no idea so that evil nefarious group who controls everything from the weather to the the movies that show up on your on your television that group is purposefully invading european countries with primarily sub-saharan african blacks because black people are also subhuman but not subhuman crafty like the Jews, subhuman incompetent. Yeah. And this is... they they will use the incredible breeding power of black and brown people to come in, destroy a country, 
thus weakening the white culture so they can eventually overtake them. Because in this bizarre upside-down world that these crazy people make up in their head, these Nazis make up in their head, the whites are the only race capable both mentally and physically to do battle with the Jew. And therefore the Jews know that they have to weaken and break our culture before they can combat it. So there, there's the crazy for you. That is the actual, it's the actual, uh, you know, great replacement if I w- theory. If I was an MSNBC anchor, I would probably go with the stupid lie to just because I want people to actually respect me. And I feel like there's no way you can say that where it just doesn't sound like you're a crazy person. And it's like, I mean, expressing it just shows how illogical it is, like how it doesn't make sense. You know, you could all the moving parts and all the things that have to be hidden from you. And then all the crazy things you would have to believe, um, you know, phenotype is the, if I remember this correctly, you can correct me, Chris, but that is the part of your genetics that is visible, right? If that sort of makes sense. It, yeah, it describes it describes a, a gene pair that exhibits a trait. So, like, you could say right. I have, like, a, a blue or gray eye phenotype, right? So Doxing I think myself yet again. So I think what they're saying by that is like essentially it's those phenotypes that are expressed in Jews where we can see how they're mixed with other like bad races or you know like these or goblins animals or or yeah which is which is like yeah sometimes people look like dogs and sometimes they look like cats but that's us putting a filter on them right there that you know that's that's uh, that's absurd I guess is what I'm trying to say and it's like the amount of hogwash you have to believe to be able to digest something like that is just well it's incredible. Uh, right. To put it mildly, so right, and, and the 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 most important thing here is that there is a vast difference between concerns over immigration and the Great Replacement theory. Correct. There, there is nothing inherently racist, uh, nothing racist at all, with saying that the our immigration policy should include some parameters to check that individuals coming here will be a net benefit and assimilate into America's cultural identity. Mm-hmm. America itself is a melting pot. And you'll notice that I don't have to make any any claims to race to make that argument. In fact, right. that would apply to to Europeans as well. Yeah. That yeah, that's yeah, yeah. a check that should be for everyone. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of people even from sub-saharan africa that come over here and assimilate and are a huge benefit to america because of the culture of where they come from and the culture that they value like nigeria is like the perfect example for this nigerians are hard workers they uh, I'm i'm speaking in generalizations here they typically out earn the average white person when they get over here to america they are um prone to democracy even though the current nigerian democracy is somewhat corrupt but they they come over here and they assimilate and they add and you could even say potentially like greece 
Greece is not known ah. for its hard work. Greece is known for their government Using handouts. Windex on it. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. You go. You're gonna want goo gone if it's left. You left it too long. <laughs> you, do you understand what I'm saying, Hunter? So even though yeah. you would say Greece or European, they're they're relatively Aryan slash Mediterranean. It's a good point you're making. Yeah, they don't have the same bootstrap ethic. That is part of America's well used to be part of America's cultural identity. So this is a this is a race free argument, and yeah. I, I I know that we all know that intrinsically. It's imperative that you, as somebody on the right, potentially listening to our show, knows how to articulate that point. It is going to become more and more valuable to you to be able to express that with precision and defend it with with a, a stalwart set of facts because the assault that is going on right now is not going to get easier. It is going to get worse. And if you want to hang on to the cultural identity of America, which is worth preserving because it's a cultural identity that has led to the greatest propagation of, of human comfort and human flourishing that the planet has ever seen if you think that is a good thing now is a time when we're going to have to defend it so that's i I know we all know that but know how to say it it's going to be extremely valuable as as things like this play out yeah so there is the the difference between the radical craziness of this individual shooter and the common the natural concern of all citizens of a nation right it's also just crazy too if you think that it's hard to immigrate to america look at canada look at finland look at norway look at switzerland you you really are either a liar or a myopic rube who's had the wool thoroughly pulled over your eyes in multiple layers if you think that America is a difficult country to emigrate to in any way. It, yeah. it, it, we are far more accepting than vast, vast majorities of countries. So mm. anyhow, let's, let's make that point clear. So that's what this, this garbage pail believed. He believed in this, this racist... Um, this racist viewpoint, this this anti-Semitic viewpoint that viewed this Kabbalah of Jews as purposefully trying to infiltrate and interbreed whites with blacks so that they could then defeat us by muddying our racial stock. Ugh. The words, I don't even like them coming out of my mouth. It's so distasteful. Yeah. yeah. So, it's an ugly way to think of the world for sure. Right. So then you ask yourself the question, well... Why then did he do what he did if that's what he believes? And it's a good question because uh, it's hard to follow the logical pattern of people that are completely bat insane. So <laughs> this this individual he didn't know where any synagogues were. Yeah, he, well, he could, he didn't have access to the internet. No, good lord. Um, he he saw the black infiltration as the imminent threat and that we would have to kill the blacks now so that we could survive long enough to eventually kill the jews okay this is all explained in his manifesto essentially yes uh okay just a a true genius 
I, it's just insane. It, it, it yeah. is insane. I, I, I felt bad for like two hours after I read it because it just makes you yeah. feel empty inside. Um, yeah. Horrible, horrible stuff. So that's why he chose to do what he did. And then he self-described his own political affiliations. And, and this becomes important. Why are we even focusing on this person? The reason we're focusing on this per- person is because people are lying to you about what he believed. We should all agree that this person is a madman and doesn't represent anything in polite society. And unfortunately, that is being lied about by some very powerful voices in our body politic. So he self-describes himself as a fascist, a neo-Nazi. He says that he hates conservatism that he sees it as a disguise for corporatism and he wants no part of it, to quote more or less directly. He says that he could be seen as both right and left, depending on who you asked and what your your viewpoint was. He said he used to be very left and he found himself going more to the right. And at the time of publishing, he saw himself as a moderate left authoritarian. His words. That's that's where he landed in the political spectrum. Now, neo-Nazis don't belong anywhere on the political spectrum. Fascists don't belong anywhere on the political spectrum. Uh, I think authoritarians don't belong anywhere on the political spectrum, too. But what do I know? I'm just a, a God-fearing, gun-toting, meat-loving American Southern boy. But, the, but that is his self-selection. He hates Jews. He hates Jews. One of his least favorite Jews is Ben Shapiro, which I find absolutely lovely because, well, we'll get into the media's role in this a little bit. But he literally had a picture, multiple pictures of Ben Shapiro in his manifesto, one of which called him the rat Jew phenotype. So I knew it. Not I a huge freaking... fa- Well, yeah. I mean, you look at Ben, you're like, ah. Am I gonna what a what a what a what a what an insane, horrible, despicable sentiment to say about any human being? It's it's you know? cr- it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, I also think I had this crazy idea, Hunter, to find these people, since they think that there's like a number of these like Jewish Kabbalah members that are are rat Jews. Let's just st- start selling giant rat traps on Amazon. Christopher, with big blocks of cheese, and then when anybody buys them, we report them to the FBI. Huh? Yeah, I, I want to say that I, I knew think that these people are this stupid. So let's... I, I want to say just one clarification. I don't think Ben in any way looks like a rat. I remember him saying that this individual had compared him to a rat. And when you brought up the phenotype thing, I was kind of tying those those two ideas together. Essentially, that. This is the nonsense this person was discussing. And so I just want to say that, like, just for clarification, that was not me saying his appearance is of, is of such, you know. It, I, it just, yeah, don't apologize. We're, we're, we're lampooning this. this I, is I, I agree. I just, you know. ideas. I agree. And that's that's why I want to be clear in that sense is just because, you know, but – but yeah, and your idea of reporting people that buy novelty mousetraps to the FBI is frankly one of the best ideas you've had on this podcast. So 
really really trying to step it Hunter, up. Okay? If it only saves one life. <laughs> Typically, people make that argument. And they don't really understand the connotation of what they're saying. I'm setting up yeah. and selling a fake product on Amazon. There's almost no cost to me. I think it's yeah. it, look, it's purely upside. Um, yeah. So that that's that's the type of crazy that that this person is. Absurd. What more needs to be said about him? I think probably nothing, except for some of the facts. He ended up uh, killing seven individuals. I believe there was there was a, a few children involved. Uh, I'm sorry, did I say seven? Ten individuals. He, yeah, it's ten. He he killed ten individuals and injured several more. He he killed seven black people and three white people, I believe. And he goes into his decision making paradigm as to where he was going to put out this attack. And two things are relevant there. One, he targeted a primarily black neighborhood so that he would shoot primarily black people. Um, what One of the white people he shot, I believe, was a security guard, a retired police officer, actually, that was, that was stationed there. He said in his manifesto that he didn't want to shoot cops, but he would if he needed to, which he did. And... Uh, additionally, he talks a little bit about his weapon choice and how that reflected his location choice. He used a Bushmaster. It's a, it's a AR-15 variant. And he did this specifically, expressly, to begin the debate about uh, the Second Amendment anew in America because he believes that he can excite more people to violence if their rights are threatened. So he specifically chose this weapon because... I mean, to to put the brass tacks on it, to he he chose it to exacerbate the media and the gun grabbers so that there would be a retaliation. Mm. Uh, in a lot of ways, the lies that have been told about the AR-15 influenced his decision making here. So yeah, that's yeah. that's I'm not blaming anyone. I'm blaming lies specifically the, the it wasn't an efficiency question it was it was a, it was an ability to just stir up strife that influenced his weapon choice that's right and he also chose this this supermarket in buffalo new york because he believed it to be a gun-free zone and he says expressly that he didn't want to face counterfire um which he did but he he was shot once by this security guard, and unfortunately, he was wearing body armor, and his body armor did not fail catastrophically, which I think the whole world would have appreciated if it had. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, he was going to to murder himself. When the police arrived, he pointed his his gun at his own neck, and then eventually decided to surrender, and went to went to his arraignment and pled not guilty which is not surprising um he is guilty he live live streamed the entire affair on twitch this will be an open a completely open and shut case it's unfortunate that there is no death penalty available for this individual as far as i can tell uh life in prison will be the maximum but one can hope that his life in prison is incredibly short uh it would just be a dream come true if his his inmate friends made quick work dismembering this this guy as soon as he as soon as he goes to the the big house it's so it's it, it's such a first world namby pamby don't let the children get hurt deal 
to to have your prisoners do the dirty work of killing the dregs of your society. And maybe that's a bit of a tangent, but goodness gracious, I've never thought that way before. But it's just it's like obviously this this jerk deserves to die, and you don't have the stones to do it, so you put him in prison where the people who do can handle it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Anyway. I I totally agree. There, it almost seems to me that and and I don't trust the government I really don't and and to to put someone to death you should have an incredibly high bar of evidence but sure. it, it seems to me and I, I'm not settled in any of these viewpoints but just let me experiment in front of you all with a little uh, gratitude and graciousness there sure. is there seems to be that there should be another standard of evidence something that goes beyond reasonable doubt that would allow for allow for executions on a federal level uh, i think that 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 might be a really a really useful thing perhaps there, if you decided to make the evidence for your crime public yeah if you like if you because see this this goes this certainly meets the beyond a reasonable doubt framework and it exceeds it there there is yes almost a certainty standard that mm-hmm. could be could be employed here right yeah, um, yeah, certain malice, if you will. Yeah, exactly. We we have a confession. We have video. We have everything that we need to to have no more discussion on the particulars of the case. And uh, you know, I want to I want to Disney World fast pass this guy into a a gas chamber. So, anyhow, um, should we transition to the media? <laughs> let's let's go on to the media. Enough said about this yeah. this guy. So yeah. The media looked at the story, put on their their eyes wide shut style glasses, and How immediately began lying about it. Tucker Carlson. <laughs> it's Tucker Carlson's f- fault. I got it, guys. It's me, Jeff Tubin. You know. <laughs> From the thing. <laughs> From the thing. It's just... I, I love that the worst we've ever caught tucker carlson doing is like shopping in a fly fishing store with his daughter and jeffrey tubin can literally crank it on a live work call and still shows up a couple months later to be like hey i still like to show my face in public how do you have the stones to go in front of your co-workers after that and be like yo dog it's me you know the one who was <laughs> that was a moment we shared don't you think what a- All right, I'm going to go prep for the next show I go on. See ya. What a it's just like world we live in. I'm what? telling you, it's- there is something insidious about people that think about themselves all the time. That's not that's not anything surprising. But it seems sure. that people that have a camera pointed at them can't help but think about themselves all the time. These are the moral repugnant children of our society at every available level. Sure. So... Um, their lies came in basically two flavors, two thrusts. One, which is typical, and the other one, which is emergent, but far more disgusting and distasteful. The first one is the gun control lie. Obviously, this, this theme is going to crop out of this. One, because I suppose the media, who claims to have read this person's manifesto, is more than happy to fulfill his last wishes. 
right. what an amazing world we live in where mm. the people who hate this kind of thing pretend to hate this kind of thing with all every fiber of their being are more than happy to say yes sir let us go and do what you have requested and yeah. and, and push back on rights he chose this gun purposefully to get you aggravated it does not change the fact that rifles are not commonly used in mass shootings that pistols are by far the gun of choice for mass shootings pistols kill more people than rifles every year it doesn't change the fact that this place was specifically targeted because it was a it was assumed to be a gun-free zone and that the vast 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 majority of of mass shootings and and terroristic attacks happen in gun-free zones doesn't change any of those facts and yet the media is going to lie and prevaricate and claim that this is another example of why we need more gun control when two things one gun control is what led to this place being targeted being chosen sure. as a target in the first place it, it basically had two criteria are black people there do i think there won't be any guns and then secondly that they are literally bowing to the wishes of this madman by pursuing yeah. this line of rhetoric. I don't know. Yep. I don't have a lot more to say in that. We've talked about gun control so much. It's absolutely insane to look at the manifesto, say, yes, master, and go and just perform his, his bidding. Hunter, any thoughts on that? No, you nailed it. Good job. Okay. All right. So let's talk about the much more important insidious point then. And this is the idea that... The beliefs of this individual were influenced by mainstream conservative and right-wing figures, and additionally, that his viewpoint is shared by, according to certain outlets, like the Rolling Stone, as many as 50% of conservatives broadly republicans across the nation stephen colbert's made this claim uh the the rolling stone made this claim and their main target is obviously tucker carlson um because they can't handle the fact that tucker carlson is slaying them night after night after night so that's that's the claim they're making and they're accomplishing this by juxtaposing general conservative apprehensions about immigration with the great replacement theory by broadening the definition of the great replacement theory right so that that is insane an insane thing to do on its face um but but you know it doesn't this isn't this isn't the first time something like this has happened it, you know, Christopher, I, this is going to get cut out of contents, but context, but I agree with neo-Nazis. Water is the best thing you can drink for yourself. Yeah, precisely. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing that's insane here is like just because you share a viewpoint with someone who holds a viewpoint that you hold as abhorrent does not make you them, right? Yes. And, it, and, and, and I think that's what we're trying to see played out here is like, because the result, if you, you know, because you have a concern about unmitigated immigration to the United States, that doesn't assimilate well into its culture. That means you believe the rat Jews are taking over. And the goblins. It's absurd. Jews. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, right. But but you see what I mean? And it's like those two thoughts are so separate from each other. They they it's absurd to to equate them. And and that that is natural. We will have many more agreements with human beings and many more similarities with human beings that we consider abhorrent than we will have dissimilar dissimilarities, right? Right, exactly. You know, and, and that's that's the unfortunate part of being us. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. Did Hitler have ten fingers? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, then you have the same number of fingers as Hitler. Explain that one. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Yes. And I, uh, there's a, a completely other side to this debate. So so just to be clear, we're not saying that everybody has these, these um, apprehensions about immigration. However, that, that, uh, your point's well taken, that ag- agreeing in a narrow aspect, which, for instance, let me, let me put the skin on it, is... This person has concerns about immigration, and I have concerns about immigration. That doesn't yes. mean that we agree on anything other than that narrowly defined point, and it doesn't right. mean that our solution that we're pursuing is the same at all. And it doesn't right. mean that we like each other. It doesn't mean we're friends. It doesn't mean that we're fellow travelers. It doesn't mean anything. The other side to this is that the left for years since the yes. ascension of Obama has yes. been talking about this exact same point and praising it they've like we said earlier the demographics is destiny talk in fact there was an amazing clip uh, a supercut that got put together to put together over the past couple days that showed just how many of the left-wing powerful pundits and political figures had trafficked in this kind of talk saying expressly that as immigrants continue to pour into the United States something that they decided to call the browning of America occurred that we would see more and more and more of a political shift towards the democratic side and mm-hmm. for one I think that that's racist. Number two, this is exactly what now you are claiming is the great replacement theory. So you have to pick a lane. Either this is a wild, crazy conspiracy theory that generates violence, and anybody who promotes it would be generating violence, or you have to be more specific about what you're talking about. Because if there was a crazy conspiracy theory... Why did you spend the last decade saying the conspiracy theory is true and everybody who believes it is right and they have a right to be afraid? Why would you do that? Right. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It's it's insanely cynical. It's insanely dishonest. Uh, It's the media. It's the Democrats. Yet I repeat myself. So it's it just to be. Just to be clear on that, you're not equating what the Democratic Party has said with this insane monster that has shot up uh, the top shop or whatever it was called, the grocery store in question. What you're saying is the talking point that they're now accusing uh, conservatives for saying they do believe in the great replacement theory is the same talking point that they've had for years. There used to be a debate. Yes. Yes. Let me explain it. Very clearly, very procedurally. There used Mm -hmm. to be a debate going on between the left and the right in the mainstream. Here was the debate. We should let every immigrant in because the browning of America is a good thing and it will cause the Democratic Party to be enshrined internally in the the halls of political power. On the other side, the conservatives were saying, no, untrammeled 
immigration is bad for our economy. It's bad for our our American identity, not a racial a identity, clarification. a, a yep. cultural identity, and and we need to have a vetting process so that immigrants that come here are a net benefit to our country because we have a duty to protect American citizens and to look out for them first, and that includes both people that were born here and the people that legally immigrated yesterday. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? That used yes. to be a debate. Now, on the outside of that, there were the best pundits who were saying the entire concept is flawed, that you believe that Democrat, uh, or that demographics is destiny. That entire premise is racist and unnecessary. Uh, and just look at Cuba right now uh, and mm. Cuban immigrants in Florida. Just take a gander. So that was the political debate. Everything was within the Overton window, and they fought about this back and forth, both sides. Then this event happens, and they take that debate, and they say that debate is the new definition for the Great Replacement Theory. And forget all the times in the past that we've argued in favor of, quote, the Browning of America. Right? Their their words, not mine. Yeah. And... Now pretend like that never happened and you're crazy for even believing it, even though yesterday I was telling you, yes, it is happening and yes, it's a good thing. And if you're engaged in that talk and now under your new definition, that is the great replacement theory, this crazy conspiracy theory that leads to violence, then why did you go around for six years saying the conspiracy theory was true? That's my point. Here's what my actual belief. Nobody in political spheres, in in political you know polite political spheres left right or center actually believes in the great replacement theory the left just thinks that they can take words and their meaning and and in one hand and the kama sutra in the other hand and fold them into whatever profane position benefits them at the moment that's what Mm. they do and that's a disgusting disgusting thing to do and to to then look at polls that say that 50 percent of republicans have concerns about untrammeled immigration and then say that they believe in the same thing that this violent shooter believes in when he literally believes rat drews are mind-controlling black people to sleep with white women, you crazy bastards. That is an incredibly, incredibly evil thing to do. It is not nearly the same, and anybody who would make that suggestion is a type of vile scum, not personally responsible for attacks, but... How do you separate that out from violence? You're literally sitting here claiming, you're sitting here claiming that the fear generated around this is what radicalized this individual when the truth is it was these crazy websites like 4chan and he he quoted other shooters, the Christchurch shooter in New Zealand and other shooters in Europe as his main inspiration. The, The worst people, the worst dregs on planet Earth, which by the way, he only knows the names of because you people reported on it and made these people famous. And if you had any scruples about yourself whatsoever, you would make these people nameless and and void like they deserve to be instead you promulgate them because you think that if you could tell these stories loudly enough and make these killers scary enough then you'll get your way on guns or something obscene like that you unbelievably vacuous insipid insurgents 
in what could be the greatest country that has ever existed. You do that, and then you tell everybody that they're right for believing in it for six years, and then you gaslight everyone and say, I never said that. You're crazy. And it's because of you that this person became radicalized. It is, it is absolutely abhorrent what these people are doing. They're not responsible for this shooting, not whatsoever. And if there's another shooting, they won't be responsible for that one, too, because I think that personal responsibility is king of the day. But you do not get to look people in the face and say that rhetoric causes violence and then ignore your own. It's a disgusting thing to do. It is, it is complete moral fibrility and cowardice. Yeah. I just like to remind everybody at this point that gaslighting isn't a thing. It's something you made up to try to convince people that I was making you go crazy. <laughs> Dan Harmon. Um, no, but, but you, you've done, uh, you did a fantastic job there, Chris, for bringing that all clear and showing everybody, you know, that just utter absurdity we're having to believe. There's another thing I kind of want to bring up here yeah. in, that in part of this conversation too, that I think is just upsetting is, you know, what, Thank God that the action taken by this this despicable individual is rare, right? Yeah. Um, there there are not a lot of these that happen in the United States of America, from a percentage wise and from a percentage wise of the murders done and everything like that. I want to read to you. Um, Doctor Southers with Brown University was on MSNBC. I want to read you some some stuff that he said. My guidance is that we have to treat it as the terrorist threat that it is. We rallied on 9-11. There was no question about what the country was going to do. We are facing the same threat. We should label them, speaking about Republicans here, the domestic terrorist party. Great. Dr. Brown, uh, Dr. Southers would go on to say that from 2019 to, uh, from 2010 to 2019, uh, just just for clarity here, Dr. Southers is a you know he teaches data science. He says that it's so important in this interview that if you don't have data, then you just have an opinion, and that it's critical to have data on your side. He says that from 2010 to 2019, white supremacists were responsible for 78 percent of the murders in America. This is a crazy person. This is a crazy person. What he is saying. And he is using statistics to lie to you is that 78% of the extremist murders in America were performed by white supremacists. Christopher, the number of extremist murders performed in America for those 10 years, 2010 to 2019, was 340. That's like one weekend in Chicago, my guy. It's like one weekend in Chicago. I'm exaggerating, but only slightly. The number of murders and, uh, like non-negligent homicides that occur in america right they're they're about anywhere between the 14 to 17,000 range in that same time frame so here's 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 your likelihood in 10 years as a member of the american population you are the likelihood of you being an attack by a white supremacist is 0.00008 percent now it's point zero 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 eight percent too much, but it is to to pretend 
to to that's our gravest threat. Yeah, that's our greatest threat, and and it's so great a threat that you're going to label fifty percent of the population the domestic terrorist party. Correct. That that is completely obscene and insipid. The and to go around calling yourself a data scientist, you ought to be ashamed at yourself. I'll tell you, you this too, which is a thing that people don't like to talk about, is that. Sure, 78% of the extremist murders are white supremacist in origin. I don't doubt that at all. However, what's the percentage of the population that is white? I mean, you can't have a white person committing a black That's extremist a good point. It's 77%. Murder. Yeah, yeah, it's in line with statistics. So literally, yeah. it or is, in line with the population. It is exactly in line with the population. So, so even to claim that there's an outsized impact from this group is unreasonable. And yeah. that doesn't take into effect that the as the general homicide rate, whites underrepresent by a large factor their percentage of the population. This is how you know this isn't true. And, and it's very simple. Whites are about 77% of the population. Um, the other races comprise the rest. Blacks somewhere in the 14% range. If we actually believed, if half of the country, if half of 78% believed that we should go on killing rampages to save our right. racial stock bletch it'd be done tomorrow it would be we'd be done already yeah we because that is what 39 percent of the population against 14 yeah you're a moron you're yeah. a moron if you believe this is 50 percent it is absolutely crazy here's the other thing that the the racism baked into this lovely layer cake is that there are brilliant useful effective intelligent lovely conservatives from every single race yes yes and you via your statistics which don't make any sense they, they, they're self-effacing, even. Claim that the party comprised of all different colors believe that the that half of them believe that the racial stock of, of white people is the primary function, the primary element to preserve in American politics. And you... You are now at the ideological plantation. Now, now you're you are implicitly claiming that the brains of of non-white people are shackled to your ideology. Yeah. It's a disgusting thing, and this is why I don't agree with demographics or destiny. Right, because, exactly. Because sure, there's black people that I disagree with, like Ibram X. Kendi, and there's also black people I agree with, like Clarence Thomas. Mm-hmm. And is Clarence Thomas a white supremacist? I don't think so. And if you believe that, get help. Seek, yeah. seek help. You, you, there's no convincing someone like you, but here's what I do know about you. You're an incredibly unhappy person. Mm-hmm. You are a... Mm-hmm. a Dis- greatly disturbed individual and mm. i i have compassion for you because your beliefs are rooted in layers and layers and layers of untruth that are going to take some time to work your way out of it is not going to be fun it is not going to be easy but i truly believe it is possible for you and and please get the help that you need and 
I hope that results in you becoming the kind of person that is strong enough to stand up to the obvious truth because right now you're hiding behind a a system a network of lies so dense it's hard to even fathom your your train of logic there but it's understandable how we got here when you lie constantly when you when you have biden coming out and say we're going to that Mitt Romney, the most milk toast, useless Republican that's ever lived, is going to put, quote, y'all back in chains when yeah. you're told over and over again that this party hates you because of the color of your skin, despite any evidence. And that the greatest existential threat to not only black individuals, but our union is the white supremacist desire for extinction of other races or, or excavation of them at a minimum, then, yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that people have gone insane. I'm not surprised yeah. that people have lost their mind. So it is it is really unfortunate, first and foremost, that this happened. And secondly, that charlatans are standing on the graves of these 10 innocents that died so that they can make furious accusations v fueled by unbelievable logical bends in this this shooter's words focusing on them myopically and contorting them to fit their narrative that they would stand atop the bodies before they even got cold so that they could acquire more power it is a yeah. it is a disgusting disgusting thing and, and how dare you how dare you pin this madness on 50 percent of the population absolutely mm -hmm. abhorrent behavior abhorrent yeah. behavior and and this nation and its its founding principles were made for a moral people period this is decadence this is decay this type of lie, this type of Valley of the Dolls, Eyes Wide Shut, it, refutation of the truth is what brings strong things to their knees. It is the rot mm. from within. Yep. It, it's unbelievably upsetting. Let's hope that this is simply the death throes of a malignant stain on the soul of America and not uh, a cancer that has spread to all the vital parts of our great republic but this this is poison and if we continue to abandon the truth we will not be the moral people that such a powerful country was founded for and we must get back there you don't have to agree not to lie you don't have to but the first person you have to be honest with is yourself so if you can't be honest with yourself, why be honest with anyone else? And, and you know what? It's like the rape culture thing. If they actually believed this, why are they not right. taking to the streets right now? Yeah. It's obvious. Well, why are they, they sending they their? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no one believes this. We have to quit saying lies. It is not free. It makes yeah. you weak. You cannot mm. keep saying lies for free. It we That's won't right. we won't be able to sustain it. So. Horrible shooting. Again, I yearn for a world where we can focus on this community and these these 
loved ones left behind more than we have to focus on the the politics the politics of it all and we have to focus on this this insane hateful insidious individual and his writings and his behavior and his actions this is the world we find ourselves in the people sharing the lies aren't the enemy but let me be very clear the lies that they're sharing this animating spirit this specter that has haunted and and infected and infested our body politic is the greatest threat that we face the mm. greatest threat it makes us it is it is a possession that makes us un, unavailable to fight any of the other threats that we face yes exactly we have to do something about this agreed so what um, do you do be ready be articulate be informed just like we said when we started the show there is more reason now to be able to defend the principles of liberty, the, pers- the principles of personal responsibility, uh, than there ever have been before in, in our lifespan. So do not be lazy. Do not be partisan. Don't be a hack. Be deadly. Be informed. Be sharp. Don't argue too much. Stay in your lane. And don't be a bully. But have a line and don't let it be crossed. That would be that would be my advice. Yeah. So um, I would make a joke here about if you wanted to break out of the chains that Joe Biden wants to throw y'all back into, go to fnxfit.com. <laughs> but I just don't feel like it's the right episode for that. But it was too good of a joke to let slide. Yeah. No, I'm glad you you snuck it in there. Look, there it is. Hey, can FNX Fit actually help you break out of chains? I don't know, but it can't hurt. So why don't you go to FNX.com slash carlpooling slash go to carlpooling.com slash FNX. Either one works. All roads lead to Rome here. Use checkout code carlpooling for 15% off. Stop being such a pasty, weak loser. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just chains, y'all. So, (laughs) God, that just feels dirty when I say y'all. I just hate it. Do you actually I don't know what do you it is. say y'all? I don't say No, I don't. I don't say y'all. And I know I, I've like lived the South my entire life, and this is getting navel-gazing. Bye, everyone! <laughs> Get tested! <laughs>